Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Monday, June 21st. I'm Nyla Boudou. Here's how we're making you smarter today. The Catholic debate over who can receive communion. Plus, why we're dreading more of our social obligations. But first, today's one big thing. Pakistan complicates U.S. counterterrorism efforts. Axios political reporter Jonathan Swan recently sat down with Pakistan's prime minister, Imran Khan, for the latest episode of Axios on HBO. And their conversation raised questions about the future of counterterrorism in the region. Jonathan Swan is with me now. Jonathan, you asked Prime Minister Khan whether Pakistan would allow the CIA to use bases on its soil for cross-border counterterrorism missions after the U.S. pulls out of Afghanistan. And here's what he said. Absolutely not. There's no way we're going to allow any bases, uh, any sort of action from Pakistani territory uh, into Afghanistan. Absolutely not. Jonathan, we heard you reacting there. You were surprised at his answer. Well, I was surprised he was so unequivocal. He's in a tough position. That line, absolutely not, was the top trending line on Pakistani social media. It was the front page of their main English language newspaper. So that's what the Pakistani people want to hear. They want to hear their leader say no to America and push America out. The reality is much more complicated. Pakistan is a country that is really controlled to a large extent by their military and their intelligence services. And the decisions around national security have historically been made by them rather than the democratically elected civilian leader. So it's still, you know, there are still hopes within the Biden administration that they can come to some covert arrangement with Pakistan. But it's pretty difficult to hide drones and things like that. This is likely going to come out if they do come to some secret agreement. And it really matters because there are limited options for keeping some kind of a presence, a US presence in the region to keep an eye on terrorists in in Afghanistan and to launch operations. And Pakistan has historically been a really important location for that. So what would the implications be if the CIA, if the U.S. cannot use Pakistan for this? It would harm America's ability to conduct intelligence, but also to react quickly if something uh, happens. Now, it's not their only option. They do have other options, uh, some of the Central Asian states, but the, the Central Asian uh, countries are within Vladimir Putin's sphere of influence. So he doesn't really want America setting up shop there. So it's going to be really complicated. The fact is America's pulling out all their military from Afghanistan. Biden set the deadline of September 11th. We're hearing from people who have been on the ground there that it's going much quicker than that. And everyone that I speak to who studies this area is worried about a civil war in Afghanistan, which obviously creates the conditions for terrorism to flourish and for ungoverned spaces and all of the terrible things that, you know, the last 20-year war has tried to prevent. So what are you watching for next now? To be honest, I, I don't think there's a good chance of the Taliban and the Afghan government coming to any kind of a peace deal before the US pulls out. It's pretty hard to see any scenario other than a really bloody civil war. And everyone hopes that won't happen. But That's where this seems to be heading. Axios' Jonathan Swan. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks so much. 
We'll be back in 15 seconds with the showdown between the Vatican and U.S. bishops over President Joe Biden. Welcome back to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boodoo. The U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops has said they plan to move forward with a plan that could ban American politicians, namely our first Roman Catholic president in nearly 60 years, Joe Biden, from receiving communion because of his stance on abortion. Joining us to explain the big picture is Steve Millies, director of the Bernadine Center at Catholic Theological Union in Chicago, where he also teaches public theology. Hi, Steve. Thanks for being with us. Uh, It's a real pleasure. Thank you. Steve, this proposal isn't coming from the Pope. He recently said the communion is, quote, not the reward of saints, but the bread of sinners. Why do U.S. bishops disagree? There has been this growing conflict inside the Catholic Church that long predates Francis becoming Pope. There's been a desire to draw boundaries inside the Catholic Church about who does and who doesn't belong. We heard this last summer around the political conventions when a number of people were talking about Joe Biden not being a real Catholic. So it's a more exclusive sense of Catholicism that is in opposition to Pope Francis's more inclusive sense. And Pope Francis is much more in step with bishops and Catholics everywhere else around the globe than U.S. bishops appear to be. So what does this mean for President Biden, other Catholic politicians and relations within the church in the U.S.? The document itself will have almost no practical effect. A national conference of bishops cannot make rules that are applied inside the diocese of another bishop unless all the bishops vote unanimously or unless Rome approves the document. Neither of those things is in any danger of happening. So it's going to still be up as it is today to individual bishops around the United States whether to observe a document that might call for Catholic politicians not to receive communion if they are supporters of the Roe decision. But in a larger sense, I really want to say what's really being lost here is the possibility for a fruitful dialogue between Catholics in public life and their bishops. The church has always taught that the church and the world are closely interrelated with one another. The church exists in the world. Catholics live in the world. And the challenges of democratic government, modern constitutional systems of government, those challenges are tremendous. And we we find those challenges when we encounter an issue like abortion, where Catholics have very strong feelings, but the law is not where Catholicism is. Stephen Millies is the director of the Bernadine Center at Catholic Theological Union in Chicago, where he also teaches public theology. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Thank you very much. If you've been feeling like life going back to normal has been stressful when it comes to social interaction, so have many of us at Axios. In our newsroom meeting last week, we had a long conversation about social obligations and wanting to say no more often. Erica Pandy writes for Axios's What's Next newsletter. Erica, what's going on with our social lives right now? Hey, Nyla. So I talked to some psychologists about it, and Mark Leary from Duke University told me that Our brains have been kind of wired to have about 15 really close connections to survive. And that's why a lot of us, when we were at home with family and friends for the past year and a half, that felt comfortable for a lot of us. And so the idea of having to go back and, you know, have a copy machine conversation with a colleague who you'd rather not talk to or get coffee with a friend and ketchup if you're not really feeling it. 
is just so tiring to people. And then another psychologist told me that, you know, there's this phenomenon where we've, a lot of us have unlearned our social skills. So I think eventually we'll get to back to normal. But a lot of psychologists are saying that as a result of the pandemic, we'll probably reduce our social interactions by 15 or 20 percent in the long run. And that's one of the most interesting effects of the pandemic in my eyes. Axios is Erica Pandy. Thank you. Thanks, Nyla. Before we go, today is the first day of summer, and we hope that means there's some joy ahead for you. We're also celebrating something else this week. Tomorrow marks our one-year anniversary as a podcast. We'll bring you a few favorite moments from the last year, but we really wanted to hear from you. What do you like about Axios today? And what do you want to see us do in year two? Please send us a brief voice memo, including your name and location, to podcasts at axios.com, and we'll play some of your thoughts on Tuesday. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast, Axios Recap. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. <laughs>